Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hello, friends, and welcome to the second week of the Sales Funnel series. This week, we're going to be talking about your tracking um, in your funnel and also your metrics. So let's review a little bit about what we talked about last week. Um, If you have not watched week one, which was basically... Oh, about defining marketing sales funnel, understanding what upstream marketing, downstream marketing is, and how you move someone through your sales funnel with all those different steps and awareness. Uh, Please go back and watch that. That will definitely help as you lead into this. These are sequential videos. We will have four of them total. So um, a little bit rewinding on to talking about our upstream and downstream marketing. I encourage you to start thinking about that yourself and defining your own upstream and downstream marketing. So upstream, again, that is your really big picture of the target market that you want to focus on, the ideal client that is um, part of that sweet spot for you. So just yesterday, if you looked at posts on Facebook and Instagram, I talked about that sweet spot. So that is, uh, of course, the hedgehog concept um, popularized by Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great. And really, it is the intersection of what you're most passionate about, because, of course, we all need to bring that passion into what we do. Uh, So what you're most passionate about, what you're best at. So, you know, maybe you have a core experience that you enjoy the most. Perhaps you are just a cat person. Perhaps you are just a dog walking person. Uh, You want to make sure that it is something that you truly enjoy, are passionate at, and are best at. And then it also intersects with what is the most profitable. So that brings in the actual data and the numbers of how you can price that based off of costs and expenses and have it truly be the most profitable thing for you. So again, intersection of three things on that hedgehog concept, which is what you are best at, what you are passionate about, and what you are going to be the most profitable with. So that really plays into that whole explanation last week of your upstream marketing. You want to make sure you target that audience that is perfectly in that hedgehog sweet spot and uh, figure out what their true needs are and how you can develop a service that is going to fit that sweet spot and provide everything that you are going to need additionally provide for their needs too. So that is, of course, the really long-term view of your marketing. You're really kind of looking out and making plans over the next year when you're talking about your upstream marketing. And then you get into the fun part, which is your downstream marketing. That's when you bring it out of the clouds and you really figure out the direct tactics that you are going to be using to reach those people that you defined in your upstream marketing. So that is actually going to be the the ground level, any kind of ads that you do, any kind of social media marketing that you do, uh, putting just as simple as putting um, brochures and business cards out at pet professional locations. It's going to be that networking you do. Lots of different factors in that. So hopefully you did spend time thinking about that 
last week because that is, of course, a very important thing. We do unpack um, how to do all of this, not just you know the overview. We do unpack all of that in the Pet Biz MBA membership. So if you are interested in having ongoing assistance in all of these different areas of improving your business, definitely encourage you to go to PetBizMBA.com and sign up for the waitlist to be notified the next time we open that experience for you. So this week we are talking about, of course, tracking and metrics. So when you are thinking about your marketing, there is, of course, the marketing spend that you're going to have. You need to be wise with that money that you are spending. You've got to make sure that it is productive use of that money and you are not wasting it. Of course, if we don't have our ideal audience, our target market segment defined and how we are going to reach them, then you could be investing money in that marketing funnel and you're just losing it out the sides if you're not doing a really great job effectively uh, putting those dollars where they need to be. So a lot of different factors in that. Now, first of all, I just want to chit chat a bit about like, I get a lot of people ask me like, how much should I be spending on my marketing? That is really a nebulous number. Um, we, if you're not familiar with it, uh, the U.S. Census Bureau does have the NAICS. It's the North American Industry Classification System, and that puts all industries under a specific code. And uh, it is what the U.S. government uses to gather data on different industries, uh, assimilate it together, run statistics on it. So great information when you're doing research to find out more about our industry. Um, our code is 812910. And that NAICS code is involving basically anything in the pet services industry. So it's going to cover the majority of us. It's going to cover uh, the boarding it's going to cover the daycare. It's going to cover the grooming. It's going to cover the pet sitting and the dog walking. The main category that it is not going to cover is, of course, your veterinary and your retail. So the other service businesses are all under that NAICS code. So you can get really great data if you're doing uh, market and industry research. Uh, we do share information like that in the membership also. But one thing that you want to really think of is that amount that you need to spend in your business. Now, the data on that, it really based off of what you read, it's gonna be anywhere from like five to 20% of your top line revenue. So if you are a company making $100,000, anywhere from 5,000 to $20,000 would be spent on marketing. This is a bunch of different factors that go into this. Uh, first of all, there is going to be the stage of your business. New businesses that don't have a lot of awareness out there yet and uh, not much brand recognition are going to have to spend more money to gain traction. So that is an important consideration if you are a newer company and you don't have traction yet. You will need to invest more money into it. Uh, so that might be a higher percentage. If you are at the stage of company where you already have brand awareness and you have some momentum going and some traction in the marketplace, you might not have to have as high of a market spend to get the results that you're wanting. You might already have a pretty good referral program going 
you are recognized in the pet professional industry and you get referrals that way from your networking efforts. So you might not have as high of a percentage that you are investing in direct marketing for new leads in the open marketplace. Uh, then the other thing you really need to consider is, um, of course, the size of company that you are. If you are, you know, a smaller company, five uh, percent of the smaller company is going to be a significant difference from five percent of a bigger company, meaning higher revenue. So you have to kind of balance that out. I mean, if you're spending uh, ten thousand dollars and you're uh, grossing a hundred thousand dollars a year, I mean, that's going to get you a pretty significant bang for your buck if you spend it wisely in the right locations. But if you take that same $10,000 and put it with a $750,000 company, it's going to be a much smaller amount, but you also have to balance out what your goals are. So um, percentages are a little bit nebulous when people say, what percent should I be spending on marketing? Um, you know, it's going to be the percent amount that is effective in achieving your goals. So sometimes you're just going to have to work with that a little bit. I always recommend budgeting a specific amount for your marketing. You know, with mine right now, that runs about seven to eight percent. But, you know, figure out exactly the amount that you want to invest to either maintain where you are. You've got to make sure you understand you are going to have. Uh, you know, you're going to have some loss in your clients every year. So you got to make sure you at least replace those with your current marketing. If you want to grow, you got to go above, above and beyond that. So that's going to take a little bit of digging into your numbers to figure out how you are going to move the company forward the direction you want it to go. So marketing is all about you taking control of who comes into your space and how much you want your company to grow. So, um, of course, you have kind of two different types of marketing that you are going to be doing. Uh, there is awareness marketing, and then there is, of course, your direct response marketing. Awareness marketing is things like, um, let's see, what am I doing right now for awareness marketing? Marketing. Uh, we just did an event recently. So Events tend to be awareness marketing. People don't know about you. They come to the event and they find out about your company. They might not need you at that point, but now they are aware of you. So that would be things like events. Uh, we have next weekend, we are sponsoring a round at uh, one of the rescues that we sponsor. We're sponsoring a round at their trivia night. So we're going to have materials on all the tables will be, you know, announced for whatever round that is for Trivia Night. We're on their sponsorship materials. That is awareness. Those are not people that are actively looking for us. They are our target market because, of course, people that are going to go to a rescue event like that are probably going to be pet owners. So I think they're pretty much in our general target market. So that is what is considered your awareness marketing then you are going to have your direct response marketing. Now, that's the marketing where people are actually coming in. You are searching for people that need your service at that point. It is actually something you are going to want to, you're going to want to track your return on investment. That is your ROI, return on investments. And people hear that term and, you know, we love to have acronyms in business it's always good to know what they actually stand for. So uh, with, your, um, with your direct response marketing, 
you want to make sure that you do track your ROI to find out if what you are spending money on is actually resulting in something. So that is going to be your Facebook and Instagram marketing. If you're boosting ads or anything like that, you know, boosting ads or doing actual um, ad spend for conversions or, you know, directing someone to your website you need to have a, a way to track that, you know, if you use Facebook pixels or whatever you have set up in your marketing so you can track like, okay, I just spent $50. What was my return on that investment? So ideally your ROI is going to be at least one-to-one, -one, meaning you spent $50 and it resulted in $50. Because of course, you know, if you got one client out of it, you nurture that client well, you are going to have a satisfied client who is going to tell other people, especially if you have a good referral program, and they are going to have a lifetime value for as long as they're with your service and continue to use your service. So you're always looking for at least a one-to-one -one because you want to break even on that and considering the lifetime value of a client. But of course, having a better ROI than that is great. That's when you start hearing the terms like I have a, a 3.5 to one ROI. So I got $3.50 out of spending $1 of marketing money. So that's, that's how ROI is figured out and calculated. So you want to make sure you calculate that ROI, but that does take good solid tracking you need to have a way to track the calls that are coming in. Now, this should be common knowledge, but when we get into the messy middle of our businesses and we are working hard every day and we're juggling staff calling in saying, hey, somebody just had diarrhea and we've got phone calls and we've got forms coming in and we might be running out to do pet care ourselves. I mean, that messy middle is doing this stuff for your business that is going to help your business grow. And this is one of those things that you just need to get a hold of and tracking those incoming calls. So this is taking any inquiries from any source. If it is forms that they fill out, if it is, uh, if you have your software, um, if there is a um, request system in your software, uh, those coming in, if they're coming in through phone calls, if they're coming in through emails, however people contact your company, each one of those needs to be listed. So um, we used to have a lot of phone calls. We don't anymore. Typically, they are coming in through forms now. Uh, so if they fill out a form um, in your CRM or if they are going through your software directly, you're going to automatically get their email address, which is ding, ding, absolutely wonderful to gather email addresses. I will explain next week a little bit more about that. But you will gather their information there. Of course, you'll have people calling in on the phone. Ding, ding. Make sure you get their email addresses there also but you are going to need to have some way to track those people. So the day that they contact you, you need to have a way to note that, note their information, make sure that you um, explain kind of services that they're looking for. You want to have a way to follow up with all of these clients. So you want to gather all of their details and then you do want to track them through your follow-up process, whatever that is, if you, talk to them on day one, if you send them an email after that about your company, if you have a note to call them on day three, day five, 
whatever your system is for following up with new clients. If you don't have one, we're going to get one, right? We can figure that out together. So that is very important. But you want to follow them through all the way to the end result. Did they book your services or did they not? And if they didn't, why didn't they book your service? So you want to make sure you gather that data. The most important part in there that has to do with your marketing and your sales funnel is finding out how they found out your name. That is one of the most important things is to track how they found out about you, because that is the only way that you can truly track your ROI on your marketing. If you have, say, uh, an ad that just went out on Facebook and out of the last 10 people who contacted your company, you had two that contacted from the ad, you had you know five from the internet, you had three from um, client referrals, then you're able to calculate, oh, well, hey, I had you know 20% of my contacts came from this Facebook ad, 50% from the internet and 30% from client referrals. That was actually really quick math for me. I always like really nice, even math to make it easier on myself. So um, you can look at that and realize, okay, well, like 50% of my client inquiries are coming from the internet. That is obviously a place that's working really well for me. So, you know, whether that is you have an excellent website, you have just fantastic SEO, or you've been doing Google ads, or you have an amazing um, Google, um, Google presence, you have your Google My Business account totally set up and you've got fantastic reviews. So that is how people are getting to you. Um, obviously, that's a great bang for your buck. That is a good bucket to start investing more into. Uh, client referrals, you have 30% in client referrals. That is another great bucket to invest into. How can you encourage clients to invest or to uh, refer more people to you? And then, of course, you're able to see that you had 20% of your new inquiries coming from uh, your Facebook ads that you ran. So make sure you track those. Now, those are just inquiries. Make sure you have a way to identify which ones resulted in closed business. So we have a spreadsheet. We keep it really simple because we can sort the spreadsheet and because I want a visual. So I have my manager like highlight in red, the ones that didn't close and in green, the ones that closed. And then we track that information on our scorecard every week because we do want the entire company to understand out of the inquiries that come in, how many are closed and what is our close rate. So close rate is super simple. You're just taking the number of inquiries and you are, um, well, you're taking the number of closed clients and you're dividing dividing that by the number of inquiries. I think I have that right. So if you had, let's say you had 10 inquiries and you close four of them, that's four divided by 10. That's a 40% close rate. There we go. We'll just give it to you that way instead. So I say it right. So, you know, typically you want to track your close rate over time. So you can pull those numbers from an enti entire quarter. So, you know, if you had 50 new clients and there were 150 inquiries during the last quarter, that is a 33% close rate, which is actually kind of low. It's really, um, when you look at the close rate numbers, if it's like getting under that 50%, you want to kind of figure out what, what is there about uh, my close rate? You know, do we have a mismatch somehow? Um, 
is my marketing messaging bringing people in that don't fit actually what we do? Do I need to adjust my messaging? Am I getting a lot of people responding saying our prices are too high? Consider that with a grain of salt based off of your market, but still it's a good thing to be aware of. Um, so you want to kind of pinpoint what those issues are so you can possibly change something to increase your close rate. Or maybe you have a lot of direct conversations with people or your manager does, and there is just something missing in your personal sales process and the way that you're connecting with people on the phone. But that is really the opportunity to take a look at that and figure out if you can just tweak a couple things and get a higher close rate. Super important when you're tracking your marketing. So um, make sure you do all of those calculations and then you do want to develop a scorecard. I've talked about scorecards before. That's something else that we do break down greatly in the uh, MBA membership. But develop a scorecard and make sure that you have these types of metrics in there. Uh, at our company, personally, we do have the number of inquiries. We have the number of new clients. It's a rolling uh, percentage resulting in our close rate. And we share that on a weekly basis with all of our management team and all of our staff so they understand where we stand on new clients coming in. So that is important to keep everyone on the team engaged with growth direction and what you are doing to make sure that the business is moving in the right direction to meet your goals. So developing those numbers are going to be very, very important to you. Don't neglect this phase because like I said, if you are spending marketing dollars and you don't know how you're targeting everything based on upstream and downstream, and you haven't figured out who you want to target and what their needs are and how you can target them. You haven't figured out the amount of money that you want to spend in a strategic manner, and you are not tracking those people that are coming in from your marketing projects, then you're just leaking money out of the bucket. So I uh, want to make sure that you have all of these systems set up. So Hopefully that was a help to you this week. Um, so actionable items. I want to make sure that you get an idea of what your marketing spend should be. If you do not have a business budget, you definitely need to get one. Um, that is, of course, something that we talk about regularly around here is business budgeting and making sure that we have great effective numbers that are going to move our company closer towards its goals. So figure out what that marketing spend is going to be and get it works into your budget. Um, make sure you figure out a good tracking method for incoming clients. Like I said, we use a simple spreadsheet. We could also use our CRM, but I like seeing it visually quick in a spreadsheet where I can sort it easily. I can see colors. It makes me happy just because it is a quick visual for me when I am calculating how we're doing at the time. And then, of course, establish that way to track your metrics with a scorecard, some way of looking on a regular basis to see how you are doing. You don't want to look at it a year from now because that is an autopsy. You want to know what is going on at the moment with your company so you can make smart decisions on your marketing.
that's all I have for this week. Next week is going to be super exciting. We are going to talk about how to get more people into the top of that marketing funnel. So um, that will be a great one. If you, again, haven't watched week one, make sure you go back and watch that. This is week two. Next week, we will be talking about increasing those people into your funnel so you can grow your business. All right, guys, thanks for being with me this week and make it a great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?